Yes. Hello. Thank you for tuning into the Awakening with Chantel Bettis Brown. Don't forget to share and like on social media and please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Please make sure you comment and tell me what you like about today's show. So let's awaken with today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Awaken on this episode. I am so pleased to announce these lovely guests that I have today. And today we're going to sow seeds in the ground. We're going to speak life and we're going to help somebody along the way to um, just give more insight on what's going on in today's world. It's not only about the pandemic, but it's more so about... um, just being a leader setting an example and today's episode topic is where are the mothers and where are the grandmothers i base this uh episode off of titus titus two and three and um it just struck out to me i actually wanted to have a conference in may for mother's day but i was unable to because of the virus the pandemic and you know we couldn't get it get together and stuff like that so it was so funny when this happened because all you ladies was on my uh, <laughs> list to put on anyway. So I had, oh, wow. I had a few more ladies, but you three was at the top of the list that I wanted to get on because I feel like all three of y'all have some nuggets, something to share that can help <clears throat> other women to and other younger women. I wanted some younger women to come on, but I think that Right now, it's important that the word get out with the elders. So, on um, today, I have um, an icebreaker. Uh, the icebreaker is the awakening experience. What is an awakening experience mean to you guys? Each whoever want to go first is is okay with me. Awakening. I guess it would be an aha moment, like. It is time for a change. Let's awaken to uh, the newness. Uh, Just realizing that, you know, it's just an aha moment, that moment that you just get it. And it's like, okay, I know my life is about to take a change now. I know that it's time for me to take a change now. I'm awakening. I am awake to I guess the uh, what God has for me, His plan, His purpose, and so no longer am I asleep, but I yes. I now and now I'm about to move forward and and be about my Father's business and do it do what it is that He has called me to do. I think so. There's just that aha moment, like okay, it's time, you right. know, it's yeah. time right. to move forward. Okay, now I'm gonna stop. Yes. So that would be <laughs> that's, that's, that's what comes to mind when you said that. Okay. When I think about awakening, the first thought that comes to my mind is coming out of a fog, coming out of a deep sleep to get to another level, to get to another process. So where I was, it may have been peaceful. It may have been sleep. But where I need to go is going to take a new level of uh, intellect, a new level of uh, strategy, a new level of wisdom. So I'm going Um, to the next level. That's good. That's good. Prophetess Williams? Well, when when I think of awakening, I think of 
no longer sleeping in whatever the situation may be or whatever uh, you whatever the trials or tribulations or whatever you're going through. You know, when you sleep, you don't really know what's going on. Come on. Except uh except you have a you might have a dream in your sleep or but when you wake up, then you begin to uh analyze that which you've already seen. And wow. then I look at it from the standpoint of uh if if I wake up from something, that means that there's something greater that I'm yes. looking at or something greater that I'm looking forward to. No longer will I sleep on the same old thing, but I can wake up and, and get the vision, know what's what's uh required of me, and then go forward in. Amen. Amen. Okay. So one of the main issues that uh, I feel like before my awakening experience is that I had was I basically, when I was younger, I used to always think that when someone would try to tell me some, my elders would try to tell me some, I felt like it was judging. And hey. it took me a long time to learn the difference between constructive criticism and judging. Can you share some light on that for me? Okay. So things that happen in the natural are just something that has happened in the spiritual. So what I mean by that is God allows us to go through experiences to understand him more deeply. So when we get information and we get um, correction, um, it is not to hurt us. Right. When you are in relationship with someone, parental relationship with someone, then it is your responsibility as the elder, as the mom, as the grandma, as the aunt, as the uncle, um, to guide them. If you if you have no feelings for them, if you don't care for them, you you give no information. You just let them go. Right. You just yeah. let them be wild. You just let them do whatever. Whatever they do doesn't affect you. You don't really care. So correction is caring. Because mm. as a parent, we want you to miss the pothole that we stepped in. Mm -hmm. right. So for example, when the youth are dating and the young man comes to your home to see your daughter, and he comes to the door. He doesn't say hello. He doesn't knock. He just stands there. And immediately your daughter runs to the door. You go like, wait a minute, baby, what you doing? <laughs> well, mama, he out there. He out there for what? And you go, well, honey, that is not the way that a young man who is interested in you approaches you. Mm -hmm. So don't respond right. that way. Well, mama, he's just standing out there, sugar, he'll either knock or he'll ring the doorbell. That's not how we respond in this household. So you have to teach because the next time it happens and you're not around, it could be Johnny, it could be Bob, it could be Derek, it could be Luke. 
And she's just going to mm. go from one to the other. No one has yes, really called yes. on her yet. She just may be out there. So that's one mm-hmm. analogy. And correction is there to move you further. So if I stepped in that pothole, think about it this way. I'm walking down the street. I don't see the pothole. I fall in it. We're all friends together and we are walking. You guys keep going because y'all didn't fall. I have to sit there, determine what injuries I have, try to get myself out of the hole, and then start again. Mm. By the time Mm -hmm. you you do all that, the friends that you were with, they are around the corner. They passed you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when, when correction comes, it's because we care. People who do not say anything in your life to give you instruction are not the people you need to be around. Caring um, information is just, is caring about you. And the young people take it as hating because they don't want to get information about simple things, simple Mm -hmm. things that would just help them along the way. So it takes nothing to listen. It takes absolutely nothing to listen. You don't lose anything by listening. So as a young person, just listen. Some of it may help you along the way so that you won't fall into the pothole. That's a good analogy. That's that's good. That's a good way to break it down. Because I used to be like, mama just don't want me to do this. And, And I thank God for it because as I look back now, my grandmama, everybody, they just wanted what was best. And sometimes we just take ourselves, you know, the 40 days, 40 nights situation. I think in this generation, we have a lot of that going on. We have a lot of 40 days and 40 nights just going back and forth, trying to get something right that we could have got right the first time. And so, Williams, one of the main things I love about you, and I love about all y'all really, but one of the main things is how to carry yourself. Yes. I feel like nowadays we have uh, the younger generation has forgotten how to carry themselves, carry themselves as women, carry themselves as mothers, carry themselves as grandmothers. Nowadays, you got grandmamas just, the grandmamas turn up faster than the, 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 the younger generation. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a sense of when back in the day, I was able to go back to my grandmother and I was able to have certain conversations where even not the grandmas, but the mothers of the church, I was mm-hmm. able to say something or go back and, and listen or, and all that stuff like that. I feel like there was a, well, they say the, the 90s babies, the, the 90s and the 2000 babies, they missed the mark. It's somewhere along the way that there's a gap and there's a gap of understanding because it's like they just do what they want to do. I work in a store where people come in in night clothes. They come in with bunnies. They come in even the little kids that start wearing like that. And I never seen your daughter... <laughs> Really, none of y'all. I never seen y'all daughters come out like that. So, what can you? What advice can you give? And like I say, it's not judging. It's not. I don't want anyone to take it as judging. But it's right. basically 
how to present yourself. Because one of the things this lady told me one time before was when she used to, in the morning before prayer, she used to get up, dress up, and go before God dressed up. And she used to do it because she felt like, okay, I'm finna, I'm finna, me and God finna have an intimate relationship. So I need to dress accordingly. Give us some insight on it. <laughs> well, I think that in order for our younger generation to be able to understand what we're saying when we talk to them, it, it's like, um, you say when well, when you get ready to go out, don't go out in your in your pajamas. That those are for in the house. When you a lot of them, you can look at them and tell they got out of the bed and they just walked around, still dressed in their night clothes. Get your brush well, teeth. That's why they call them night clothes because they're not meant to wear out in. They should call them private clothes because and that'll let them know you don't wear these out in public. Uh, but it comes from. And I wouldn't say all the time it comes from the teaching because a lot of them are taught. But then they'll begin to say, when I get grown, I'm going to do what I want to do. But that don't necessarily mean that you're doing the right thing. A lot of times you see, and that's in, in, in raising uh, children, You whether it's a boy or a girl, they have to have a certain set of standards about themselves. You, yes. If you look and say, uh, well, my friend do it. His mama don't say nothing. Yeah, but that don't necessarily mean it's right because he's doing it. You have to know, and, and I teach mine all the time. You might not thank me now, but one day you're going to think back and you're going to say, I remember when my grandmama said, I remember when my grandmama did this. My grandmama said, you don't do that. My grandmama said, uh, put on the right garments when you putting on a dress. You don't, you don't, you know, yes. you're not all over the place. You you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to you have to make sure and, and some haven't have never been taught that. They because of the generation before them, they didn't, they wasn't taught. So you can only teach what you know. But once you learn it, you should begin mm. to apply it to your everyday life. Whether you put on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. Make sure that don't go out here uh, wrinkled. I tell them when they come out with wrinkled shirts and wrinkled clothes, I say, you're looking like chitlins. You know, chitlins have a lot of wrinkles. So, and I can't stand, I can't, I can't stand wrinkles, you know. So whatever you put on, if you put on a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, knock some of the wrinkles out. You know, don't, don't walk out looking like, looking any kind of way. But. So if you've never been taught that, then you don't know. But but once you are taught yeah. it, you know, somewhere along the way, you look at your life and you begin to examine and say, well, I want mine to know better. My best teachers, and as I was thinking on us doing this podcast, I began to reflect back. And I can say that the biggest and the best teachers that I have in my life, I got them from my grandmother's. Both of my grandmothers, mm -hmm. they have taught me some things that will be with me the rest of my life. They long, they've been gone a long time, but the teachings that they gave me is, is baby, you don't do certain things. Baby, when you sit at the table, you don't let food run all down your, in your lap. You don't, you don't do this, and you don't, you know, it's just principles. Whether they knew 
that it would have such an impact or not, we don't know. But they, they taught what they knew, and then I can turn around. I can teach it to mine now. But, I mean, I have one grandmother. She told me, she said, baby, will you sit at the table? She said, you sit up, and she said, you always keep a napkin in your hand. I got one in my hand right now. I, I, I probably always keep one. She said, and I said, well, why? I was about maybe about four years old, four, five, somewhere like that. I said, well, why do I need that? She said, so when you eat, she said, you don't just let it run all down. She said, you take it and you wipe the corners of your mouth. She said, so so now I have, that's a habit. I'm, I'm 64 years old and I still do. Oh. So that means that that principle that was taught to me, it stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And, and I had one grandmother that taught me yeah. how, to, how to cook. So, you know, there are things that we have to stop. We have to stop saying, uh, that's my friend. But you've got, it, it could be your friend, but yet and still, what are you teaching them along the way? Are you teaching them something that's going to change their life? And, and whether women know it or not, uh, when men see you, they don't want to see you. If they're interested, they don't want to see you with your pajamas on. And, and then you can't go out in public mm-hmm. with everything so tight until you can't even catch it, you know? And, and you got see-through garments. You got see-through pants on. You can see your undergarments. That should not be something that a lady see as being uh, uh, nice-looking or whatever. But if you're not taught that, and, and, and I'm quite sure a lot would say, uh, well, I wear what I want my money by this, but that don't necessarily mean it's right. And, you know, you find some women say, well, if they make it in my size, it must be meant for me to wear. Everything that comes in your size is not meant for you to put on and wear. Just because, that's because, see, you got to look at it from the standpoint, the ones that make it, they go, they looking to make some money. And if you go and buy it and put it on, I mean, they're not going to tell you what you're going to look like. You think you look cute because they made it in your size. But because it was in your size does not mean that you were supposed to get it and put it on. So we have to stop a lot of time and analyze what we see in our surroundings. And then we have to analyze, is it for me to say something or just to, well, a lot of times we just pray about it. Let's say, God help them. They don't know. Send them to somebody that can show them the right way to go. You know, so, I mean, it goes back from what you were taught. And then some things that we were not taught as children, once you begin to grow older, there are some things that you should just look at yourself and say, I've seen I've seen this too much. You know, as far as generational stuff, you, I've seen this too much. I'm going to be the one that's going to break this trend. And once you begin to look at it from that standpoint, they might have done it. Everybody in your family could have done it. But you have to be the one that's going to make a difference. Okay, so thank you, Prophet William, for what the nuggets, the education, the the wisdom that you just dropped, because we do need that type of wisdom. And you're so right, but we don't. And you really got me with the chillings because <laughs> I have a tendency <laughs> of sometimes when I'm in a rush, I just be going and I just put on a shirt, a T-shirt, and my husband be looking at me like, you really finna go out with wrinkle t-shirt and you see them pants? So it helped me because I, I do have a tendency of doing that by myself. So thank you. I'm going to always remember chairs on but, the shirt. <laughs> but the, but the, thing, the thing about that, that's what they call a preparation stage. You have to prepare 
Yeah. Beforehand. So that way you won't have to get yeah. caught up like that. So in <laughs> everything, there's a preparation stage. Please let it be in the yeah. in the iron and the animal. After Felicia, Sister Thomas, um, one of the things that gets me with you is you have always been that. I don't know. I, I can't really put it into words, but I'm grateful for it. But I know one of the things that I have picked on you were you haven't always had um your kids, you, you have two beautiful I mean you have loving the kids. Shakira is my girl. One of the main things that I have uh, came as I got grown with the main slogans, I don't hang around nobody that don't make me feel dumb. If you make me feel like I can, I'm, I'm more educated, more better, I can't hang around you. So you had to do a lot of work to get to that level as a mother. You had to pour a lot of nuggets. You had to pour a lot of wisdom. You had to sow a lot of seeds. So from a mother's standpoint and raising young girls and young men, um, what can you help us with to... Not only because she's very humble, she's very humble, she's very respectful, she's very driven. And sometimes when you have kids in these days that try to, you know, she's a leader. Everybody, everybody on this show have led their child to be leaders. How can we as the younger generation, you have some parents that curse their kids out, call their kids out their name. They don't speak life anymore. They just really just go off on the kid. They go off on the kids twenty four seven. What wisdom can you give us and more insight to give us to help us equip our daughter and our sons to go out into this world and just really take by storm in the spirit realm, not only in the physical but more so in the spirit because we we lost it. Along the way, a lot I had lost it for a while. So, and it's something that I feel like, you know, we need to understand. It got to be, uh, what is it called? Got to build. So, tell us about building your house. How to build it to get the children that you have. Well, first of all, let me make a disclaimer, and that is that I am not a perfect parent. I have never been a perfect parent. <laughs> Uh, I had my first child when I was 16 and well, I got pregnant with my first child at the age of 16 and I got pregnant with my second child at the age of 18. Okay. Uh, so like I said, I am not a, a perfect parent. And if I had uh, an opportunity to do some things over, I definitely would do them over. Um, but, but I think with regards to our uh, young ladies, somewhere we have lost, you know, who we really are as young ladies, as mothers. Some of us have, you know. <clears throat> and so, you know, we have to just go back and do just what the Bible says. And it is to train up a child in the way that they should go. And it's not an easy, it's not an easy job. You know, it was not easy for me and, you know, raising two children. I came from a home where my mom only had two children. So when I had my second child in my mind, I mean, I was like, 
I cannot stay in my mom's house and I have two children. I got to get out and do something different. So I think that we have to really make choices. And, and if we want to raise godly seeds, we are definitely going to have to do what the word of God says. We got to, first of all, remember who our children are. You know, God says that our children are gifts. They are gifts from him. Uh, and and he holds the, the he holds us accountable. You know, it shows even in Psalms 127 where children are. I mean, it's like we are arrows and our job as parents is to guide and direct them in the way that they should go. But we got to know what the target is. What are we aiming for when we rate when we're raising our children? But I think we are competing so much with society. Now we are competing mm-hmm. with uh, Cardi B. We are competing mm-hmm. with. Nicki Minaj, we are competing with Kim Kardashian, but although the word of God is true, you know, and nothing can rival the word of God, but with our young people, we are competing with those things. And so we really have to take time out with our young people and let them know who they are. You know, I think if we start sharing with our, our children, you are a queen. You are royalty. Let's take a look and see what royalty actually looks like. When royalty Mm. walks out the house, when a princess walks out the house, when you Mm. see Princess Diana, when you see all of these other, when you see Michelle Obama, when you see Oprah Winfrey, when you see all of these people, what it what do they look like when they're stepping out of their homes? We got to let them see who they really are, because down the line, we have forgotten that we are queens. We are the world priesthood. You are the chosen generation. This is who you are. And I think that we'll be able to start changing some of this once we start just really educating and letting our young people know who they are. Mm -hmm. And we have to do it in love. You know, I heard you say that you felt judged. You know, when uh, your mom tried to tell you things, Mm -hmm. you know, and my kids have said that to me, you know, but what I have to let them know is that I am responsible for you. God is going to hold me accountable for the way your outcome to to a certain degree, you know, and Mm -hmm. he has already told us to train. So I am training. It was very difficult for me to be able to say, no, you can't go to a dance or no, you can't do this. And what I used to tell my children is that. If you want to do something, show me where it is permissible in the Bible. Because, see, you can't, that's we the, can't argue with the word of God. All because right. Because the word that is, is good, what man. it is. And, that, and, that's, <laughs> and that's what I did. You know, and now, what, another thing that I would do differently is that, you know, well, I've always made every moment teachable. So regardless, mm. there would BET could not be played. Now I'm not saying that my children didn't do these things, but these mm-hmm. things were not accepted in my home. So BET, any any show on television that was uh, contrary to what God says, if it was showing dating, and I know that I'm not at a point of wanting my children to date. First of all, I am a teenage mother. I'm trying to prevent you from becoming a teenage mother. And right. so we have to lay the axe at the root of the t- tree. But, you know, it's, it's also about choices. You know, uh, it's about choices. Our children have to be able to be put in a position to be able to make proper choices. So when I say it, I wish I had do overs. There are times that, you know, when I said, no, you can't go to a dance. I probably should have said, now, I'm going to allow you to go to this dance. But these are the things you should be looking at. You know, if you right. do this, there's a consequence for it. 
if you mm-hmm. do that, there's a reward for it. You know, so just yeah. having those teachable moments, allowing them to uh, participate in certain things, you know, because they did. They felt like I was just the strictest parent because I was oh. a single parent at that time. They just felt like I was very strict and the rules were really tight or whatever. But I, but I go back to what it says in Psalms 127 that my goal is to direct you in a direction that you're supposed to go. What is the direction that they're supposed to go? They're, it's, a, it's to produce godly seed mm. so that they will be able to produce godly seed. So I know what their target is. My target is to produce godly seed, which means that anything that's going to get them off that path, anything mm. that's going to get them off that path, you know, it's not going to be pointing them in the right direction. So, baby, we can't do this. And this yes. is why we can't do this. You know, kind of talking and showing them, uh, you know, the consequences that they'll have to suffer. And, you know, and letting them know that, hey, the enemy, everything that, everything that, most of the things that are not good for us, what? It it feels good. It tastes chocolate. Mm-hmm. Chocolate, in, in, in a sense, not the dark chocolate, but regular chocolate, sugar. It's 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 yeah. not good for us, but it tastes so good, you know. Yeah. So sin is what it's it's pleasurable for a moment. Mm-hmm. So the things that's going on out there in the world, you know, I know it looks good. I know they're looking like they're having fun, but the end result, they're yeah. going to suffer some consequences for some of those choices there that they were making. So, you know, and that's what we have to do when we talk, when we're talking about our children, we have to make sure that we do not stray away from the word of God, because it's the only thing that's going to be able to sustain us, you know, and especially Mm -hmm. in times like this, we have to continue to teach them what the word says. And I know it's not going to be easy, you know, but we have to keep them covered in prayer. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered, you know, so... So that's what and I'm saying. Oh, go ahead, babe. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's what we don't have. We don't have God. A lot of households don't have them all. A lot of young people don't have them all. And it all goes back to some of it, in a sense, for me. Uh, I used to be like, with a preacher, he's trying to mess with the, the mama, messing with my mama. Or the preacher messing with, or the deacon trying to mess with my mama. And it, it, it gives, like I say, it's a, it's a, it's a gap and it hurt there to the point where a lot of people in that, that type of generation there was cut off from church because they didn't believe nothing that was said. They didn't believe nothing that the preacher said at one point in time. Oh, how he going to tell me this? And I just seen him drinking mm-hmm. or I just seen him at the liquor store or I seen him at Susie and Daisy's house. And so a lot of the households do not have God like they used to. There's not a fear. Right. I'm going to say that there's not a fear because even though, you know, even with me, at one point in time when I started, I knew who God was, but I had to realize I lost my fear. I Did I lose my fear as of, I lost my fear because I'm like how, looking at other people, other Christian people and other people in high authorities. So God had to deal with me and be like, Okay, when they when you get up here and you come before me, you can't tell me what sissy so and so was doing. You can't tell me what the next person was doing. I'm holding you accountable. 
as mm-hmm. a wife, as a mother, as a sister, as a daughter, I'm going to hold you accountable. And I feel like that's one of the pressure points for me to gather them back to understand. You can't worry about the next person. You can't worry about no, what no preacher doing, no bishop, no evangelist, no prophet, deacon, nobody. Mm-hmm. Once you get that understood that you have yep. a choice, you have right. a voice, just because you see it, that doesn't make it right, you know. Just because that's what you saw and was taught, that doesn't make it right. When are you going to set the the tone to break that? When are you going to set the mind frame? Because really, when you look at it, you're just a follower. Mm-hmm. You want to be a leader, but you're just yep. a follower. Right. And so my mama was one of the ones that I didn't go to. Games, games. I ain't go nowhere. And I was like, this woman is crazy. Like when I got older, <laughs> when I got 18, 19, got out of her house, I went where? I went wild. And when I look back on it, I'm grateful because I didn't have my first child until I was 33. So it was like I was able to get all that up out of me. And when this older, I had an elder to tell me, I thought I couldn't have kids. She said, it's not that you can't have kids. You haven't surrendered to God yet. Once you surrender and you live for him and him only, then he will bless you. And just to show if it happened, just show if she said it. And I, what they say, try to worry about a word. It happened. <laughs> now I got two. Sarah and Joshua. Sarah and Joshua. And they are. <laughs> they are the biggest blessings that, that I know. But I say this to say, what before we get off, I, it's like I want to keep going with y'all because I know y'all got so much wisdom to drop and to help. But in a sense, what can, I know we pressed for the time, so what can y'all, each one y'all give, leave for the next, for the next young lady, the next mother, the next the next grandmother that's coming along. Because I really feel like a lot of, if you know, a lot of people are starting to have kids in the older ages, at 40s. So I feel like God is taking it back. He's taking it back to the ones that was told those things that we was told to make the corrections that was needed. Not saying that the younger generation isn't getting it right or they're not getting it neither, but I feel like he's setting the tone back for that the old woman because now grown's what 35 30 so mm-hmm. i mean look at me i'm 40 mine too i got a two-year-old so he won't do me like that at a young <laughs> age you know but <laughs> i'm looking at the fact you know 60 and 70 okay grandma age it ain't an age but okay i can deal with that so what can y'all help and leave what kind of nuggets can y'all leave before we get off to Get somebody else. Prophet Williams. (laughs) (laughs) I think that we have to begin to do inward searches. Uh, Instead of searching everybody else, we have to search ourselves. And once you do an inward search and God begins to reveal to you, because everybody has some shortcomings. Everybody have room for improvement. You know, instead of always pointing the fingers and saying, you did this, you did that, you did that. A lot of times they think that we are being hard, but we're really trying to educate them on the way that they should go. 
And I, I was thinking as as you all were talking, uh, we we are not so hard on the young people because a lot of times you you know we we try to help where we are where we see that that help is needed. But a lot of parents don't want you to say anything to their children. You, you know, they, they'll, they'll say, well, well, you raise yours your way and I raise mine my way. But that doesn't necessarily, it, it is a whole new topic. Yes, it is. But uh, uh, you can't tell me how to raise mine. Well, when they get to that point, there's actually nothing that you can do outside of what they are allowing. They, I mean, that's why they have so many problems in the school system. Teachers can't tell you. Uh, they'll go to the to the school and climb with the teachers, you know, and they'll climb with the people in the neighborhood. And when they, it's like Frankenstein in the lab. When they create that monster later on down the line, that monster is gonna it's gonna raise his head up at them. And then they'll the first thing they'll say, I don't know where they got that from. I didn't raise them like that. Yes, you did, because you are like when you don't have. Uh, strict rules and regulations for your children, the streets will raise them. Mm -hmm. And we know that what's in the streets is no good to them. So uh, our thing is, and, and I think that this is what I leave, our thing is to begin to restructure our homes and restructure our lives and hear what God is saying to us because if God if you don't get your instructions from God, you cannot raise a child. You can't raise you can't raise yourself. You know, so we have to make sure that we keep our ears in tune to God's mouth so we can hear what he's saying. And if we follow what he says, there's no way we can go wrong. Somebody has a child out there somewhere that everybody's given up hope on. But God, we believe in God that he will lead them to somebody that will give them godly advice, godly counsel. And they'll listen. Some won't want somebody to help them. But nobody mm -hmm. say everybody's afraid to say something because mm -hmm. I don't want to get in, involved with the parents and I don't want to I don't want to do this, you know. But it's time out for the excuses. It's time to start yes. doing something. Because excuses, everybody has one. But uh, mm -hmm. it's time out for excuses. It's time to start doing something, not just sitting back looking and listening, but start opening your mouth and, and say, you don't have to just uh, uh, come down on them hard because a lot of children, they've came down on them so hard, they don't really don't, they've shut up. They don't want to hear you. So you have yeah. to know, you have to ask God, how do I approach this person? How do I, what do I say? What is it for me not to say? And once you get your instructions mm -hmm. from him, we'll begin to see a change. Amen. Amen. Sister Johnson? All right. Uh, the nugget that I'm going to leave is this. To the youth and to the young adults, mm -hmm. as you continue to grow, just know that you don't know everything. Um, criticism and judgment is information. Listen. So you can get what you need so that you can be better. Uh, mm -hmm. I was once told that in every area of a negative, negative comment, there is some truth in that. Find the truth for you to improve you. People that 
talk to you to get you information, care about you. That's all. Amen. All right. Dr. Felicia. I guess what I would leave it because we're talking specifically to mothers and grandmothers and young ladies. Uh, know your value. Know your yeah. worth. Know who you are in Christ. Uh, if we are a mother, knowing that God is going to hold us accountable for the way that we raise our children. He has a plan. I used to think that there was no pattern for me to use to raise my children, but the Bible is full of scriptures that help mm-hmm. us to, you know, raise godly seed. And you can do it. Even a single parent, you can raise godly children. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, being in a position to help other young children. I've always had a heart and a passion for young people. And there is nothing that, you know, I wouldn't do for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, remember that we're sowing, everything that we do, we're sowing seeds. And we're going to reap mm-hmm. the seeds that we sow. And mm-hmm. so pouring into, I've always poured, I, I, I do not ever talk about another person's child, you know, because that's the seed. So we yeah. want to make sure that we're being our sister's keepers, you know, uh, and above all, just get in the word of God. If you've had that church, church hurt, which we all at some point have had church hurt, mm-hmm. but we cannot let that be a stumbling block Mm-mm. because it's not about the church building. It's about developing Amen. that relationship for yourself. So if you have been hurt in the church, get in your Bible, find out what the word of God is saying to you. Ask God to lead and guide and direct you to a church where you can be fed because every church is not a bad church. You know, mm-hmm. and when you right. go to that church, know why you're going, you know, you're not yeah. going there for the fellowship, all of that, which is good, but you're going there to get that word, to help you to be able to live the kind of life that God wants you to live. So Amen. I guess just knowing who you are in Christ, knowing that you can do all things through Christ, knowing that you can raise that godless, get a vision for your child. What Mm. direction do you want to find out what your child is interested in? Nurture that. Cultivate that. If they are in science, get start doing science, whatever it is. You know, it's time Mm. to invest in our children. I think a lot of young people have children at a young age and they, you know, start thinking it's all about them. No, once you have a child, it's about that child. child. I'm not saying that it's not that you're not supposed to have your me time and all of that but once you have a child the child and ask to be here so cultivate that child get in there and teach learn enjoy and remember that child is a gift right. i think the way some people see their children is like oh it's a hardship it's a burden it's all of that no make those investments in your children tiger mm-hmm. woods his, his parents made an investment serena williams their parents made an investment you know, you have to invest. You have to put that time in them because, you you know, they're not going to be something that that you want them. You know, they're not going to be they can't maximize their potential if you don't invest in them. Mm-hmm. So just just, you know, knowing who you are in Christ and depending on God 
and uh, just getting back to recognizing who we truly are would be things that that I would want to leave, knowing that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and walk like it, talk like it, act like it, mm-hmm. you know, and create your surrounding to show that. And so those yeah. would be things that I would uh, I would want to leave with the young people. Y'all, I don't want them Amen. to go. I don't want them to go. Because I know it's a in there. I'm going to have to try to pull them back on because... I can't leave a, I can't leave nothing. The only thing that I can say, I just thank y'all for tuning in. I thank y'all for being with me on today. I love all three. Y'all have definitely sold seeds in my life, whether you know it or not. And mm-hmm. I just want to say to the next, um, like that, and I always say, I always be teachable. As a woman, mm-hmm. as a black mom, as a wife, a sister, you just have to be teachable. And that's one of the main goals that I have for me. Be teachable and shut up. Sometimes it's better to just <laughs> listen. It yeah, is. Just, it's, it's just yeah. shut up. You can't hear if you're always talking. So just that's shut up. That's right. It, it's that's right. a lot in, you know, in this generation. So I want to thank you guys once again. I love y'all. And I'm going to love you too. Love Be looking for a text. Be looking for a text. Yeah. <laughs> Over, I think it's a part two, and it's here. So, thank y'all once again for tuning in to the awakening. We thank, thank you, you for thank having you, ladies. Yes, enjoy <laughs> you all. Enjoy too. Bye bye. Yes, ma'am. Bye bye. Bye bye.